This is an excerpt from the Socialist Manifesto by Bashkar Sankara. They were even more ruthless, applying their class analysis to the countryside, which they saw as divided between poor peasants, middle peasants, and wealthy kulaks. The Bolsheviks hoped to maintain their support among the two former groups by focusing their actions on the latter, but divisions on the ground were not clear and the presence of armed requisition squads searching for hoarders only further disincentivized production. Despite the state's energetic efforts at repression and banning of private trade, it was largely thanks to the black market that Soviet cities survived the Civil War. Communist industrial policy also shifted in the war communism period, 1918 to 1921. The government nationalized the entire economy, instituted rationing, and imposed strict labor discipline. Not even the moderate visions of worker control survived the return to the one-man management in factories. Shortages of parts and raw materials slowed production to a crawl. Highly ideological in initiatives, like the attempt to construct moneyless budgets, only contributed to the economic catastrophe. By 1912, Russian industry was less than one-third its pre-war size. The Soviet state's political base was decimated by that point, too. Many industrial workers died in the Civil War, while others left starving cities and took their chances in the countryside. How to restore Russian industry and how to revive the worker-peasant alliance that sparked the revolution, these were the questions of the day. The new economic policy, in parentheses, NEP, 1921-1928, close parentheses, was an attempt at an answer. The state retained control of the commanding heights of the economy, large industries, banking, and foreign trade, but legalized markets elsewhere. This was an excerpt from the Socialist Manifesto, page 99, by Bashkar Sankara.